from various time zones welcome to flix talk 86 uh, we'll be of course discussing some amazing community updates and the happy world nft day to everyone um, nfts as you know stand at the center of uh, what we're building in the flix worlds so very significant and sort of topical day uh, for everyone in the flix fam and of course we have a great guest lined up uh the dino stake team liam is here so i think it's a uh, good enough time to get started nice to see a lot of familiar faces hiroyo chris abram tardy grids uh of course members of the fanatics and Flix crew i think uh, it's a good time to get started liam over to you thanks Peyton. how are you doing yourself today are you doing well yeah yeah very good pretty good yeah awesome stuff um i'm doing good here as well uh thanks the weather's a bit rubbish here in the uk today but um yeah hopefully most of you listening have got better weather than we do here um and thanks all for joining for flix talk 86 and happy world nft day i'm wondering actually like who decides which day of the year is nft day uh do you know chafin or uh, is your guess as good as mine i think uh this is this is like the second or third year for this thing. There is an international nftday.org website. And from there, I got to know. I think Chetan is the one who sort of like told me about it. And uh, apparently, they are doing like activations all around the world today. And especially Omniflex is partnering with them. I think uh, one organization as well to uh, do uh, like a live event of sorts where we can reach out to creators. I think more will be discussed on that uh, and chetan will be coming and sharing like you know details about that but yeah i think i saw it on that website and uh yeah from there is like i think where i got the detail more details about it and it's like a basically like a worldwide celebration of sorts it's fairly new though but yeah yeah fantastic i mean shout out to all of the nft creators on omniflex uh, this is your day as world well, nft day so awesome stuff um so yeah I, I guess we're ready to get started um obviously a few more people will still be coming to join the space as we go um quick shout out to uh rhino state uh how are you guys doing today if you're there on the mic i hope you're doing well i'm here hey liam thanks and hopefully you guys can hear me okay yeah crystal clear Beautiful. Yeah, things are great. Thanks yeah, for having us on. And uh, yeah, looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, amazing. Looking forward to um, getting some insights uh, from you guys on everything Rhino State is doing as a validator and your involvement in Omniflix. 
Um, we will get Chetan to speak first. Uh, so for those of you just joining the space, once again, you know, welcome to FlixTalk 86. Um, big shout out to everyone wherever you are in the world and a huge shout out to everyone, you know, involved in the OmniFlix network. So that's the Flix crew, the fanatics, people like Chetan, Dea, um, Chetan hosting the space on the OmniFlix account and all of the creators and node hosts and listeners. Tardigrades, big shout out to you. Hiroyo, big shout out to you. Super as well. Um, so yeah, it is World NFT Day, so we will be discussing that shortly. Um, I believe actually, Chetan, you've got some stuff to share with us around that. So would you like to do your community updates? And also, how are you personally doing today? Hey Liam, I'm doing. Uh, uh, how, if if you want me to, if you want me to be be, be frank, it's been a quite uh, you know eventful uh, week for all of us here at Omniflex and uh, I'm kind of uh, uh, <laughs> getting my head around things. Uh, it took like you know a day off because uh, we had like crazy. Uh, things going on here uh, and yes all set up uh, yeah as Jatin was rightly mentioned just before some time uh, we're also doing um, uh, you know a celebration for world nft day with the uh, indian community of uh, nft artists called as colors of india and uh, web3 assam assam is a state in india so these guys are um, uh, have planned up a day of activities for all the students, uh, teaching them about NFTs, the blockchain, and uh, you know all all the NFTs of uh, different creators of uh, India have been shown across the state in different billboards today, and Omniflix creators were also part of it. Uh, we'd be able to share share more pictures about it uh, later once the event comes to an end. So right now, the the event is happening in the eastern part of India, uh, where it's a beautiful state called as uh, Assam, and uh, things are happening over there. And we also had uh, TEDx uh, uh, event happened on last Sunday, where uh, people uh, claimed if you can just uh, it was it I it was the first. Uh, uh, event i would say where we had given ticket nfts we have actually given for different uh, events as well but it was more like a you know a proof of participation or attendance kind of thing but these were like uh, uh, ticket nfts and uh, with ticket nfts there were uh, some sponsors who have also dropped some sponsor nfts which included some vouchers etc as well as NFT, uh, you know, these vouchers were NFTs to all the ticket holders. So, yeah, quite an eventful week. We have got some amazing collections um, uh, launched. And, uh, yeah, I would say quite an eventful week uh, we had. Yeah, awesome stuff there, uh, Chetan. Thanks for sharing those updates. Um, uh yeah, uh, Liam, Liam, I'm sorry. Uh, can I just go ahead and also give a short update on the collections as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, please go ahead. Sure. So we had uh, a collection by Yieldmoss team. Uh, they they initially dropped a few uh, NFTs, you know, a couple of uh, weeks back to their community. And uh, now they have uh, dropped a mint pass uh, using campaigns to all those people who have claimed the initial yield was NFT. Now, they are all those people who have got the mint pass would be able to participate in the collection launch very soon. 
and then as i mentioned we had tedx sponsors drop their nfts uh, uh, we had uh, goonj which is an ngo who has dropped their N- nfts we had uh, something called as good gum which is a chewing gum uh, uh, brand and this brand has dropped 20% off vouchers as nfts to all the ticket holders we have a uh, another sponsor called as abibus which is a bus service here in india uh, you know you can just book these buses online and travel to different places so these buses have dropped nfts nft vouchers which gave them 500 rupees off on the vouchers then we had collection called as ghosts we had another collection called as e propaganda uh, then we had uh, mauve bookies and talking about uh, uh, interactive videos we had leonur uh, leonur cryptoman's uh, official channel uh, getting launched and uh, they did some beautiful you know we keep talking about how interactive videos can be useful uh, in governance proposal so they gave a you know kind of uh, example how interactive videos can be you know used uh, you know with interactive video in future you'd be able to participate in governance proposals governance proposals as well so they showed an example for all of those how it can be done and then we had uh, nice animations uh, beach girls and uh, different uh, wonderful collections and yes interactive uh, uh, <laughs> video interactive videos are also going on in a uh, good pace we are getting a lot of uh, uh, influencers of cosmos ecosystem the blockchains coming on to interactive video uh, omniflix tv and showcasing their uh, content on omniflix tv yeah that's it from my end thank you so much liam yeah which um which which out of those are like the most interesting for you uh, just curious if there's like anyone's there that really like appealed to you personally well i can say uh, uh, currently uh, i am very much looking forward to jacob's channel uh, jacob is we are in talks with jacob he has already started putting some content and uh, uh, you know jacob notional uh, team is uh, uh you know coming on board very soon with uh, interactive uh, videos and there are uh, uh, conversations going on with uh, a lot of uh, uh, channels uh, yeah in fact osmosis as well uh, yes we would be able to uh, you know share the details one after other very soon yeah thanks thanks jason and um yeah some of those seem quite interesting to me i mean it's amazing as well you have like the local nfts um you know just for things like the bus services um and the good gum nft vouchers like that's really cool to see um those actually like real world applications for for nfts yeah in fact uh, you know this is what we wanted to do uh, that too for an event like tedx where it almost had uh, uh, attendees around uh, 1200 attendees 1200 to 1500 attendees this time and uh, uh, almost like 50% of the attendees uh, claimed uh, their nfts and uh, uh, few of the attendees claimed their uh, vouchers as well so yeah so the, the, the attendees were a mix of web 2 and web 3 uh, people but uh, 
you know we were able to uh, make them understand make them on board to the cosmos ecosystem and also give a perspective to uh, the sponsors as well you know you don't have to uh, telling the sponsors like you know you don't have to maintain any uh, you know initial this initially the sponsors thought to you know put uh, maintain a excel sheet write down their names write down their email addresses and everything we just told hey you know you have these nfts and at a just click of a button you'll get all these details and it is all you don't have to you know if somebody ask you how did you choose the winner you don't have to uh, explain them because it's all in a proper uh, you know you have in a in a proper way and in a in a very fair way and all the transactions are there on blockchain so that's what uh, that was something uh, really cool we also uh, and we also tried for something else when you know, we also tried for uh, running a contest but um, somehow uh, that couldn't happen but yes uh, looking forward for more and more things we are kind of uh, very closely associated with that talks here in india and uh, doing a lot of stuff with them yeah yeah i wonder if anyone got a chance to speak with like the people on the ground you know like those web2 people that are also part of uh, the people receiving the nfts or the vouchers like did anyone get to speak with them and gauge like their perception of nfts or anything yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our our entire team was present on ground talking to these people, um, talking to the attendees and explaining them. Yeah, a few people had an understanding of what NFTs are, what blockchain is. Few people had no clue about what they were getting into. But uh, uh, you know, the whole uh, uh, they were looking very much uh, interested, and uh, they could understand the whole you know uh, the blockchain process. You know, and uh, you know. the whole decentralization thing the whole blockchain project the whole transaction being very transparent and everything and uh, the kind of feedback which we got from the crowd and also the organizers were wonderful and yes uh, to answer your question our entire team including the fanatics were there on ground to answer these uh, questions of different people awesome maybe i'll ask thisler um in a minute when when he comes up as a speaker uh, if he had any insights from that but it's really cool that you were all on the ground and um, you know what i think is really valuable about that is just chatting to like everyday people because it's so easy to kind of get lost in the space right like the um like everyone here where like people who are involved in blockchain and nfts or with different levels of understanding more understanding in certain sectors than others but like i find it's quite hard, like quite easy sorry to get like detached almost from the real world right like sometimes i find myself like chatting with friends or family and sometimes i'm like ah oh, should i even explain crypto to these people and it's because i don't know how to talk to these people anymore right because i've been so entrenched in in like the web3 space so Yeah, I think it's really valuable, Jason, that you can speak with these everyday people and try and level with them in some way. Exactly. You know, uh, you know, while you were saying this, I remember Daya saying this. Uh, you know, our founder Daya is also there in the space. Was saying this at the event of TEDx. You know, the Cosmos crowd is entirely different. they know uh, you know what what we are what are we building what we are talking about they know nfts they know blockchain but uh, the ted talks uh, crowd was you know like a plain slate you know the kind of questions they were putting to us the kind of answers we were uh, uh, telling them the kind of the, the way we were explaining them 
not just uh, give a perspective to them but also improve our perspective improve our way of explaining things to them and uh, you know uh uh i don't know how many of you uh, understand uh, uh you know if you are from uh, the indian subcontinent uh there is you know there's a bank to bank pay to payment method which is called as upi payment and there is an escrow payment method so in another conference which have which we had a day before where sisla was a uh, panelist he was explaining the crowd how ibc works and giving them explain giving them example of uh, uh, you know the upi payments and uh, the escrow payments and everything so yes uh, uh, coming to the point what i'm trying to say this this these kind of events uh, also improve our perspective and the way we explain them we 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 get different ideas to share people and make them understand in a simpler way it is also developing our uh, perspective towards the subject Manny, how are you doing, man? Please go ahead. Uh, yeah. Share with so, us. Hi, Liam. Hi, community. I'm doing very good. So, yeah, as Chetan was referring to, I, I mean, these events happen in Hyderabad. Like, uh, I also attended an event, especially first, first like uh, the Saturday event, like which, uh, which Sishla is a, Sishla is a one of the panel member uh, in the discussion about the interoperability. So, like. Uh, I mean, like we went to the Triple IT Hyderabad, the a one of the premier college in Hyderabad. So we see, like, I mean, uh, there are a lot of people who are into tech and software into this, but very few people are into the blockchain and blockchain ecosystem in general. But the students are very, like, very eager to know at least, like, uh, what's happening. I mean, like, what exactly is uh, is happening and uh, and how to how like what things uh, go forward in the sense so that that way like uh, xlr i mean xlr is the one of the ma major one who organized this so like so in the interoperability presentation which uh, which chetan was referring to there was a system called upi in india which connects multiple bank accounts so directly as a protocol like uh, i mean he almost he almost likened it to the ibc protocol uh, which which we were like directly chains are interacting with each other so there is a one more one more major example sishla was citing citing as an interoperability that day is like uh, uber and google maps so like google maps became interoperable with with uber so if if it's not for google maps interoperable like what's the point of uber like in the sense like uh, there is a distance and immediately the ride starts the google the google maps directly in the in the uber app itself so that is an example of the interoperability which uh, which sishla cited i mean th that was a very very good discussion and uh, and very healthy to one fro between the crowd and the panel and like yeah uh, and one more like uh, and and sunday as we said like uh, we went to the tedx hyderabad event which is completely a regular uh, a regular crowd like i mean 19 and 99% of the people don't know anything about blockchain anything about anything so we we are one of the technical sponsors and we partnered with the tedx to drop the tedx ticket nfts and as well as we got the other sponsor other sponsors who partnered with us but like yeah and everyone if everyone first who were asking like we i mean we have to ask them like do you know anything about like blockchain or like uh, in general like so once i mean most of the people don't know then we then people are asking what is the benefit of this blockchain what is this that's it like 
so we we were giving uh, i mean like we were giving answers to non technical people and technical people in the way they can understand and how blockchain is incorruptible how the how the blockchain's uh, data is like is never going to change how how blockchain is going to fill the trust deficits so these kind of talking points and different different things so which like when talking to them even like we learned that how to effectively tell to the people who are not in the in the web3 so like yeah i mean uh, if if tomorrow somebody asked me like i would have to i mean i would be explaining it even even better than i explained uh, in the tedx hyderabad so the, that that's a part of the process when we are interacting with the people so and today we have the web3 assam like uh, web3 assam is organizing an international nft day in gauhati so which is also in uh, city in, in indian province so so like in that omniflix is one of the sponsor that event is still happening so we'll be waiting for wow the updates tomorrow and probably in next space we'll update i'll update about this them thank you great thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah, please, please. after you sir after you sir please <laughs> now i was just saying uh, that's of course like really excited to have those updates especially Uh, having an activation on World NFT Day, like you know, doing what we mostly like, you know, what we stand for, which is you know to empower com- creators and communities. So on this day, doing that, it just like you know, symbolic and also just uh, means much more of sorts. Um, I would also request if uh, we can get uh, Rhino stake. I think uh, to just like sort of join us here and. Uh, like you know we can get the discussion started we're really eager to know more about the team and what they do i think yeah you already have speaker access hi rhino hey mike how are you guys yeah sure what would you like what would you like me to start i mean just uh, first of all like an intro to because i'm pretty sure there are a lot of ogs in the audience but uh, always like you know great to know from the team themselves like you know where you based out of how many people are there in the team and sure. yeah. yeah hi guys my name is Eric uh, I'm one of the principals at at Rhino uh, there's two partners of the of the group I'll walk through our backgrounds a little bit uh we have about two full time and another three that work in a kind of a part time fashion that help us out from a monitoring and some late night type of things that follow the sun type of needs um both myself and my partner we've been in the infrastructure security space for over 30 years not to date ourselves a bit but um that's our background and so um that's kind of where we come from uh myself on the infrastructure and and kind of enterprise uh, infrastructure and security side and then also my partner uh in the business is um 30 years with a pretty large security firm um and so he's in charge of kind of the pipes and the controls that sit around those pipes that we use um so we uh, just for a little bit about us like i said we we started the business in in 2021 formally we were doing some stuff before that early on um and our real introduction to the cosmos ecosystem was um as a validator first at within osmosis and then we moved on to you know a lot of other types of things such as um such as uh, Juno and Stargate and Omniflex and you know a lot of other great teams that we've been involved in um so just a little bit around um us from an infrastructure perspective uh we run our own stack so we have um pretty large infrastructure that sits in two data centers in the US uh both myself and my partner are based out of the US and the East Coast 
So we have two separate data centers that we run our own hardware in. Um, and then we use a ton of cloud services for um, either signing nodes that exist within uh, for, to support those two um, or RPC or relayers and other types of things that we do um, that might be throughout Europe and Asia. Um, so yeah, I'll take a break there and see if there's any questions on that first and I can talk a little bit more about what we do outside of validators and those types of things. Yeah, Liam, if you have any questions, first of all, thank you for the intro. Uh, of course, like, you know, I've, I've uh, got to see on the website that you guys have, like, are distributed across so many chains and so many more to come, actually, uh, since you're into, like, you know, POS chains. And, uh, of course, like, congratulations. And I hope, like, you know, you, Rhino State gets to be on more and more projects. Um, Liam, any question you want to get uh, here? Or... Yeah. Uh... Just a quick one. Uh, what was your name? Sorry. Sorry, Liam. It's Eric. Eric. Yeah, cool. Yeah. That was actually my main question. I I'm guessing, <laughs> are you like public? Is that in public information, like as to who you are? Um, yeah. Are you uh, docs, well, basically? Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I also, I, I'm also a uh, co-host on a, a podcast called Game of Nodes. If you guys are familiar with that, uh, Cicel has been on it a few times. Um, and so we do a lot of uh it's been going for geez i think uh i think this is this we have one tonight which i think is our 80th episode and they're about 90 minutes each so it's been going for uh coming on a year and three quarters i guess which has been a lot of fun uh we bring a lot of different um teams on both founders and and other validators and a lot of community folks and those types of things so uh, we talk a lot about just like running operations and we talk a bit around Cosmos projects and, you know, uh, new test nets and like all sorts of, I mean, we're all over the place. Um, like the, the, it's a really fun podcast. You guys should check it out as well. Um, so yeah, I'm a bit docs <laughs> from that perspective. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, how is the podcast? Like what are the, the metrics and stuff? It's awesome that you do it, by the way. I respect it a lot. It's great. Actually, we do on YouTube. It's it's pretty small because it's like we do it live. So it's 2100 UTC every Wednesday. And we've been uh, I think we haven't missed a week. We might have missed one in there when uh, ETH Denver was going on uh, this year. But um, by the way, I don't think we've, we've tried not to miss a week with it. Uh, we have a, a pretty consistent crew that shows up weekly. And so um, shout out to those folks uh, that, that show up every week. And then um, from a podcast perspective, when we publish those episodes, we're it's growing actually pretty decent. So it's a long form type of thing, right? 90 minutes is 90 minutes, um, but we have a lot of fun with it. And so uh, we, you know, I think we have probably about about five, 600 people that listen every week um, that download new episodes and it's starting to grow a little bit as well. So that's been, that's been a lot of fun. And honestly, we do it more for us. <laughs> it becomes more of a, it's more of a, uh, a soothing <laughs> uh, kind of method every week to just decompress off of either operations or, you know, crypto specific things or what's going on in the industry and things like that. So uh, it's been a lot of fun. And then late, just in the last few months, uh, we have Rama has been, if you guys are familiar with Rama, uh, has been providing some some good ecosystem news. And, and he was on last week to talk a bunch, bunch of those types of things. He's kind of giving us some, some good topics about what's going on, both within the cosmos and also uh, without. So uh, some of the, all of us, I think on this podcast and honestly, a lot of the Cosmos validators um, are diversifying a bit, um, both in terms of uh, obviously chains that are quote unquote Cosmos chains, but um, are, and are using Tendermint, but don't necessarily 
kind of fit into the, I don't know, like the larger Cosmos ecosystem, if you will. Like they're basically taking advantage of the tool set, but maybe not participating as much in, in some of the, uh, you know, uh, ecosystem of a million chains idea. Um, and also outside of that, so new L1s that are um, launched like Sui or Aptos or, you know, other ones that are coming. Um, so we're starting to talk a little bit more about those as well. Um, but, but again, it's all, they're all very similar in terms of nature, just around uh, how to be able to manage the stuff at scale and, and, uh, you know, the quality of the teams behind them and, and all those types of things. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun, Liam. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. By the way, for people who have not checked it out or are new to it as much as I am, uh, the 80th episode is scheduled for tomorrow. And you can go no, on YouTube and... Well, actually, it depends on where you are, I guess. Yeah, it's it's 2100 UTC Wednesday. So it is it is today-ish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know where you, depending on where you are, yeah. UTC time. But, oh, yeah, in the, it's basically yeah, five and a half hours. Yeah, five and a half. It, oh, yeah. No. No, it's later than that. Yeah, it's like uh, seven and a half hours from now, something like that. Seven and a half, yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you're up, then you know where to go. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it depends on where you are. Or, or if you go to, uh, if you do a search for Game of Notes on Twitter or on YouTube or something, you'll find that and it'll give you a link to uh, to our RSS feed. But we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everything else. We're on every single uh, podcast delivery network, so they can go check it out. Um, and uh, yeah, but you can hop at any point. There's, <laughs> there's, it's uh, there's some there's some good episodes back in there, back in like the Juno Prop 16 days. Um, and things like that. Uh, we went through all that together, so that was a ton of fun. Um, so yeah, I would I would check it out. We it's it's very um, it's not really an alpha based podcast. Like we do not really shill um, chains and things like that. We take a pretty realistic approach around what's going on and and um, and uh, and just kind of the state of the ecosystem overall, and just our viewpoint as as groups that are heavily invested, um, mm-hmm. both in Cosmos and in other chains. So it's uh, it's pretty fun. That's that's great. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I actually have one more question because uh, sure. I saw uh, like considering the name Rhino Stake and that you guys also have a a fundraiser or a thing that you do called Rhino yeah. Gifts. I yeah. wanted yeah. to know yeah. more about that because that just sounds very fascinating. So yeah, we we, we kind of uh, we started that idea um, really before the the crypto winner here, winner here, but our goal. Um, was what we really wanted to do is we wanted to take and create a, a fund and a set of dollars that would grow um, based off of the high APR of chains in the cosmos. So as um, back in 2021 and early 2022 is when we really started talking about it. And what we really wanted to do was create um, a staking pool. And we would take a portion of of our commissions and and basically restake them. It, it could be to us, and most of this right now is staked back to us, but it could be to anybody. Um, anybody that that we felt was a validator that um, had, um, that was also either like we talked about wind power or, or um, you know, other validators that, that be able to provide something back um, to, any, to any different group. Um, so, but the idea was that we were gonna stake that again and then allow that wallet to grow. And as that wallet grew, we would take, a hundred percent of the rewards every month and then be able to donate that. So the idea was that we wanted to honestly what we wanted to really create was we wanted to create a, a fund that was worth, you know, uh three, four, five hundred thousand dollars USD, and then be able to get to a point where we could pull twenty thousand dollars or fifteen thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars worth of rewards every month 
and be able to donate that how we wanted to do that. And so we want to take advantage of the APR of the ecosystem and of the growth and be able to do something. And then kind of the crypto winner got in the way of that. So it hasn't really grown the way we wanted it to. The rewards haven't been there. Um, it was really meant to be Cosmos based. And so uh, we haven't pulling things out. We haven't, I think we haven't done one since like maybe July. Um, and so when they're not big enough, we really haven't done that. And then lately we've been taking rewards from other ecosystems like Aptos and just throwing an extra grand or something in there into those, into those types of things. So right now that reward goes to, um, uh, there's an animal specific fund that really is just a, um, all it is is I think of it as a, um, uh, an address that we send to that is done by the giving block. And then the giving block um, basically converts that um, either into the, the, the um, fiat of the organization that it goes to, or, or a lot of those organizations will take crypto as well. And so right now it goes through really a, a whole bunch of different organizations within there. And I have them listed on the Rhino Gibbs page on our website at rhinostake.com. Uh, but both Rhino-based type of things, which we're, which we're obviously um, big fans of, as well as other types of uh, animal rescues and um, ocean-based type things. There's a whole bunch of things that it goes through. And so the numbers aren't really where we are, but I guess everybody can say that around everything. Um, but we're just going to keep doing it and we'll hopefully... Uh, as it grows here um, and as we kind of work our way out of this, um, I'm hoping that it turns into something that we can, we can, um, that it can be something really unique. And so we haven't heard anybody else doing this. Um, obviously people do like weekly or, you know, monthly donations and things like that. But the idea of making it stake based and like building a fund um, that could have a huge amount of value to it. And that value can be, uh, we can take advantage of those rewards and give them away. Um, on a uh, on a monthly basis or something like that was I thought we saw something that was pretty unique. So we're hoping that the market turns around a bit and we can we can see how it grows over time. Okay, yeah, that's but that's really cool because you've been consistently added. Of course, I understand the crypto winter and bear market effect on that, but I yeah, it's just it's just nice to also associate like a cause and uh, to like you know. Also do good in that is of course uh, that's, yep. that's really cool. Yeah, it's all on chain, so everybody can like look at those those donations, and then uh, I would look at uh, encourage everybody to look at the giving block as well. I mean, they take uh, any sort of uh, crypto donation, you can kind of gear it towards a lot of things. They do things that are very topical, um, so maybe for mm -hmm. uh, you know a natural disaster, or there's you know obviously big things within Ukraine when when that was really uh kicking up and you know there's a lot of different types of opportunities there so it's pretty cool especially if you have dust or things like that that are laying around you just want to um, be able to do something with that um it's a it's a good organization um you can kind of look at the background of that organization also um how they how they kind of work it um and it's a 503c here in the us so uh, it is recognized as a um, um as a as a processor from that perspective and so it's all good stuff yeah yeah i think yeah. i think we are familiar with them it's it's, it's uh, really cool i think someone from our team was sort of like coordinating with them and yeah yeah really amazing um, yeah they do a lot of work yep i so uh just like another question because you mentioned about sure. cosmos and like they're navigating through all the chains and projects um mm -hmm. how did you come across like omniflix and because we've had like bunch of apps release recently uh, you know, mm -hmm. Omniflix market is constantly being upgraded. Like uh, there's a bunch of new modules, campaigns, and interactive claim, and even Omniflix TV, which is our like you know recent yeah. upgrade. Uh, have you interacted with anything? Something that's like sort of uh, sparked an opportunity for you to uh, 
uh, like kind of utilize of sorts. So these like kind of basically a two part question here, about how sure. we kind of came across sound clicks and about the apps. Yeah, I'm trying to remember actually where um, where that came. It might have been a game of nodes actually. I think Sisla came on really early. I think maybe uh, with Shane from Stargaze. I think it was the first time that he was on, and that was. Jeez, I don't even know. It was it was way before mainnet launch. I think it was like early testnet or something similar to that. Um, and I you know I like Sisla immediately. <laughs> uh, we you know we we do uh, when we get involved in in projects, we usually try to get involved in those things very early. We usually don't come into mainnets that have launched um, and things like that. We usually try to get involved in very early testnets, and we try to be able to help um, in ways that we can around you know providing infrastructure support, or we try to do a lot of automation from a from a Ansible perspective, or we do a lot of monitoring and dashboards that we try to give out. We do like just things that we can we can help uh, from early teams. We we try to coordinate um, and be very clear communicators in test nets. And uh, sometimes some teams are new in terms of how to maybe communicate with seventy five or hundred different validator groups and and how that communication needs to be structured and and those types of things. And so what we try to do is when we get involved early, we always try to meet the teams and we try to have conversations with who those individuals are. And usually uh, we're not uh, getting involved in networks because of what that project is. We're usually getting involved in networks because of who's behind those. And so when we meet teams, we understand who's involved in those. Um, and when we, um, uh, when we get to know the people that are behind them and kind of understand what their motivations are um, and how, uh, what they're willing to do to make it successful, um, what their overall strategy is, and you kind of get a good gauge of, of those types of teams. And I met Sisla, I think originally, I think it was on Game of Notes maybe first, uh, and then we talked after that. And, you know, like, I know there's a lot of great people within the Omniflix team, but I I, uh, I really enjoyed uh, him right off the bat and really understood the passion and I saw the vision and I saw, you know, um, all the things that that make this, I think, one of the hardest working teams in the cosmos, and so that was really how I got involved in it. Um, and then, you know, we've, I think, geez, we we ran uh, multiple different test nets early on, and then mainnet was, I think, we ran mainnet for what, like, almost a year before uh, really started bringing users on, um, something like that, maybe nine months, something like that. Uh, and it was great. Like, we have no issues with that. Like, we've been running OmniFlex nodes for it feels like a very long time, and um, and we're happy to do so. And we'll, honestly, we'd like to do more because uh, it's, it, you know, we'd always like to be able to be able to help this game up in any way we can. And so, um, and so what we, so like I said before, like we try to, that's the areas that we try to provide. What we do very poorly of is market. <laughs> we're awful marketers. And so we, we don't really market too much to delegations. Uh, we don't really market too much in terms of Twitter. You can see our Twitter is like pretty quiet. That's just not who we are. Like we, we, I think we work better. Um, in smaller groups, both with teams or with um, uh, with institutions, uh, and with those types of groups where we can have more of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with, and so we we use a lot of stuff within the Omniflex universe and like and those types of things. But we we haven't yet used those tools to our advantage. Like we haven't used those tools, um, even with like some of the original NFT launches and those types of things. That's on us. That's not on the Omniflex team. That's just not us. And it's just been a matter of time and and focus to to take better advantage of it. And so it's something I hope we can do more of um, or start to do much more of um, coming forward here. But um, but we've always been so impressed with like the quality of the, the delivery um, and the communication and those types of things. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really hoping that 
that it gets more eyeballs. And I think here with the with the MetaMask Snap type of areas, I think that's going to create you know some really good opportunities to bring in the whole new user set uh, into the Cosmos. Um, same thing with the Noble launch and those types of things. I think it's these are big on roads, and I'm, I think teams like Omniflix are going to benefit greatly from that. So I'm excited to see kind of where this goes going forward. That's that's uh, amazing. First of all, thank you for the kind words. And uh, of course, I think uh, it's always a pleasure working with uh, amazing, like you know, validators and builders like you. Um, I think uh, yeah, I've got my questions in. Liam, sure, would you like to sort of uh, like have any questions? I'm pretty sure the confident and crew team, of course, would have some fascinating questions to get more insights here. Yeah, I have a few questions, but I think Tardigrades um, can speak first. I know they've been speaker for a while. So um, yeah, Tardigrades, please go ahead. Uh, thank you, Liam. Hi, guys. So yeah, I have a question for the guest from Rhino. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, from the perspective of a creator, there's something that has been going around in my mind for a while, uh, which is uh, one of the ways in which a project like an NFT project like ours could uh, find funding uh, from different venues. And one of them, well, I was thinking is like, oh, how about like getting involved in some kind of staking? But after, yeah, I watched some of your um, videos on YouTube and I see you guys are like mm -hmm. a bare metal, right? Is that the term? Bare metal that you do your own thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, but if we are not developers, we don't have the equipment, how can, mm -hmm. even if that is a good idea, you know, I, I would like your, to, to hear your opinion on this. Do you, first of all, do you think it's a good idea that a project like an NFT creator collection uh, gets involved in the, let's call it business of staking? And if it is a good idea, how would you approach it from the point of view of somebody who is not a developer? Would you say to associate with somebody who has this infrastructure or use those that are on the cloud that I heard of that a lot of people criticize because it's not very decentralized? What, what's your take on this? Boy, that's a really good question. Um, so uh, I'm a bit torn with this. Um, the, the one challenge I think with distributed POS is that um, sometimes validators uh, become more marketing than they become infrastructure. And so nothing against those, but you have, uh, they're working towards delegate uh, kind of visibility. And so people buy an NFT project or they listen to somebody on YouTube and know therefore that's who I'm going to delegate with, right? Um, and that that's fine. I think there's other metrics that are out there as well in terms of security and in terms of decentralization or in terms of redundancy or other types of things that are also extremely important. Um, there are a lot of teams, and even in the Stargate side, I think like uh, I think the the Bad Kids team has a validator now. Um, and so I think these groups that that do that. Um, probably work with a node operator of some sort. So they call that like a white label. Um, there are good tools out there now, uh, especially within the Cosmos to do white labeling where um, there's a there's a big uh, issue with the idea of having a Sybil, which is that you have a validator that's running multiple different nodes. And so and it's not very obvious. And when that's not obvious, the idea is that the challenge is that they could be a governance issue for being able to vote multiple different validator shares. Um, associated to uh, not voting shares associated to a specific proposal. Uh, and that's not great, right? Uh, but within the Cosmos, you can have some decent separation between wallets and operations. So if somebody who owns the wallet 
that is uh, responsible for creating that initial validator um, um, transaction. Uh, the whoever's running those nodes and the operator um, never has access to that wallet and can't do governance and can't pull commissions and those types of things. So there's some there's some there's some controls in place to be allowed that separation, which I think is extremely important. Um, what I would say around you know um, you know it's a it's an open market. So if you want to be able to start one up and you have the delegations to be able to get into the set. Um, I think it's it's your call to be able to do that. Uh, my only my only thoughts with that is that I think um, looking at this and looking at the software and looking at those types of things, running a node I think is not very difficult, um, and being able to run a node, I think you have to ask yourself: Do I want to run a node twenty four seven three sixty five for the next twenty or twenty five years? Um, that is the that's the bigger question. Running a node is fine. Running infrastructure for a very long time that has that has individuals um, uh, tokens associated to that. And so if you were a, uh, an operator that might get slashed or other types of things due to downtime or due to a double sign issue or those types of things, that's taking money from people. And so if you're going to commit to being able to reimburse them and have that stress over associated to those types of things and signing blocks, that is very different than just running a node. And so I think sometimes uh, groups forget about that or the, the responsibility of that. Um, and there is some responsibility. It does create stress and it is something that, um, that uh, you know, we're not doing this for months. We're doing this for a long period. And as this value comes back, uh, those numbers that could, that could be affected by operations um, can get pretty large. And so uh, it's just a matter of, of kind of getting over that hump. Um, so I think running yeah, exactly. yourself that, or, you know, kind of getting those skill sets is one thing. And, and using white labels, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of validators to white label. There is a ton uh, that, especially the very large ones um, that might run nodes for, um, I don't know, 5, 10, 15 different monikers that you might see on specific chains. And so it's, it is very common um, and it does happen. It's just a matter of, you know, of um, if that's, you know, kind of what the long-term plan is and, and how do you? How much do you want to complicate things? Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I was uh, asking about the the the, the cloud uh, option because by not being a very technical or very uh, well, like I don't know as much as a developer all the intricacies mm -hmm. of this. So yeah. I was thinking of the cloud solution as a way to have some stability and avoid a lot of things that we have seen in the ecosystem. Like yeah, I've seen other projects that weren't very careful about something double signing. I don't understand very well the technical mm -hmm. things, but I know a lot of people <laughs> got very pissed because they lost money on it. Now, do you think yeah. that's caused because they had the infrastructure and they didn't know how to manage it or, or was it incompetent? Like when uh, we have seen people. double signing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah right. we have seen, yeah, you've seen two stones before. We talk a lot about it in game of nodes as well. So, uh, I mean, it's built there as being more of a catch associated to bad behavior. Um, I think there's never been a tombstone associated to bad behavior. Everyone has been related to uh, a mix of a mistake slash incompetence slash something else. Like, um, at least in the double sign perspective, somebody's moving a server from X to Y and they don't take the right precautions and they double sign or usually you see them around chain halts. And so when a chain halts uh, for some sort of reason, maybe in, in a non-determinism type of structure, um, node operators who don't understand exactly what's going on there might take some steps where their vote is in, um, but then they delete that vote locally. And so their node revotes, and so they double sign on a specific block. That's usually probably more common is during 
during really delicate times around halts. Halts are when a chain halts, like that's a time when um, you have to be very careful about what you're doing and, and very careful around um, what steps are being taken. Um, and so those are usually when the, when those types of things happen. Uh, the cloud-based stuff, I don't really know. I mean, we know uh, we know a lot of uh, operators who who do um, do node operations for others, and and they have you know they have the skill sets to be able to avoid that. But you even saw like I think I forget uh, there was a pretty large the block daemon. I think block daemon double signed on Ethmos or something similar to that last year or earlier this year. And like they're a huge they're a huge organization, but they they ran some Mansible and they had some you know again they had uh, some some automation going and they were not you know really thinking about what that automation would do and you and you do a double sign right um so it still can happen yeah. to individuals it's just a matter of um of really understanding the, the the signing process and what what's going on within the chain and so it's it's a it can be a, a pretty technical thing especially in those situations um but usually in those situations if you don't not sure what you do you don't do anything <laughs> and and then once the chain is moving it's a little it's a lot less uh a lot more difficult to, to screw something up all right. Thank you very much. You're okay, welcome. Liam? Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, obviously, I work with State Zito, and I, I don't deal with anything technical at all, by the way. So, mm -hmm. you know, signing blocks and this and that, it's not for me. But I think with FMOS, like, the reason why there's more, like, double signs and stuff is, I think it's due to the, um, like, the speed of block production, isn't it? Like, the network, yeah. um, like, speed of performance. And so I think it's much harder to sign blocks quick enough when Evmos goes through like an upgrade or restarts like compared to other chains. And I think that also causes like human error for some uh, validators, which leads to like double sign, for example, more often on, on Evmos. That's how I understand it, but maybe you can explain that a bit better yourself. Uh, I don't think if the, the, the block time has much to do with it. I think things happen when things happen a little bit faster, uh, maybe, maybe that has impact on, on, uh, on the, uh, the amount of time that that uh, that there is to fix a mistake, maybe. Um, but even at six second blocks, it's pretty easy to double sign. Um, like especially if you're you know if you're moving servers around or whatever else, it's best just to to miss uh, to miss blocks. Honestly, 100% uptime or 100% block signage is really not that important of a metric. Um, it's meant this network and the idea of these chains are meant to be redundant. They're meant to have 67% signature. Anything above that honestly doesn't really matter. And so um, it's okay to, in those situations, turn the node off, delete the key, miss 10 minutes of blocks, make sure that you see those red blocks coming across mint scan or something else, know that you're not signing, start the new validator, right? Um, and so there's this weird perception around 100% block signing as being, you know, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, a quality metric and it doesn't necessarily have to be a quality metric it could be a lot of reasons that a that an operator is cho choosing to not sign in those periods um and redundancy is good and those types of things are healthy for sure because we just don't want to be woken up in the middle of the night related to problems and so we try to architect around that um but in those situations when you're doing something that's delicate that has the ability to affect uh tokens on chain or has the ability to affect um your validators um ability to sign um yeah, it's better to just miss and and ignore it and and take things slowly is really the only only about uh, you know kind of the best advice in those situations. So yeah, anyway, yeah. I actually uh, yeah no no I was just gonna say I think um, it's been a while since obviously State Zeta was affected. We had to reimburse all of our delegates, of course. Um, oh, that's right. But yeah, I, I just remember that. like. Uh, mm -hmm. 
yeah yeah but I just remember like a bunch of validators coming out and saying hey like this has happened and it sucks but also it was something to do with like the way Evmos ran as a chain that kind of made these like tombstone events more frequent so um I think I actually just need to better my own understanding of that but you know we had like SG1 come out and say like hey like it's actually because of the requirements or the pressure like of of signing blocks after restart or something that caused the issue but uh yeah, it's not my department, so I'm not yeah. exactly sure why it was trickier on FMOS, for example. Sure. Yeah, it could be. Um, so anyway, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, like we, we try to, um, in our architecture, what we try to do is, like I said, we run operations out of two separate data centers. So they're only about 10 miles apart, but they're separate enough. Uh, they're separate from a network perspective. And so they run off two different, completely different providers. And so we run uh, something called Horcrux, which people might know or might have heard of, but it's like a, it's a, it's a, um, a uh, they call it like a remote signer, uh, but it's a, basically a, a raft system where you have three different nodes. We run one in each of our data centers and we run a third one at a cloud vendor. Uh, and then those Horcrux nodes uh, stay in contact and they talk to each other. And then those Horcrux nodes are responsible for signing blocks. And so they elect a leader and then that leader signs. Um, they use the shards from all different, uh, all three machines that sign those blocks. And so um, the good news about those types of tool sets is number, there's some redundancy there. So we can have an outage in the data center, which we do. Um, and still, you know, two of those three can still sign on their own. Uh, and then we use, you know, other nodes um, within those DCs or elsewhere uh, that are actually keeping up with the chain. So they keep up with the chain and they send, send something over for the Horcrux structure to sign and send back. And so the good news about those types of tools is like these ideas around you know, key, once you get that set up um, and once you're in that structure, um, it's almost, I think it's basically impossible to double sign um, in those situations because you have uh, this uh, kind of wrapped signing infrastructure that's responsible for signing blocks and it doesn't get confused. It's not worried about the chain state. Um, it, it, it knows exactly what block it signed. It has signatures associated, all those types of good things that we, we just talked about as being challenges uh, go away. And so, like I said before, we're trying to, build infrastructure that that we can um, that we can um, not be woken up in the middle of the night with and so we can we can support outages and we can support some hardware failing which we get all the time um, and wear and items and those types of things um, is kind of what we're trying to be able to be able to provide and um, and that's been that's been a you know there's a lot of great tool sets you know shout out to the strange lip for that tool set it's amazing um, even in even in very fast chains, it works works quite well. So it's we've been really happy with that. Yeah, I appreciate um, Tardigrades. I'll come to you in a second. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, I appreciate a ton of people listening. Um, probably not super technical, and you're probably listening to a lot of this <laughs> stuff. And there's a lot of words that probably doesn't mm -hmm. make sense. Like even for me, like most of this conversation is like way over my head. Like even though I work for State Zico. Like yeah. the, the operation of like nodes and infra is like something I think a lot of people don't understand. But like for everyone listening, essentially there's like a ton of different considerations that people like yourselves, like Rhino Stake and other validators, like actually consider. And, and yeah, when running nodes, it's not easy. It's like a real philosophical question. It's like a question that seems like around decentralization, best like practices um so yeah a ton of work goes in in the background to operate these things not only from the yeah. teams but the, the validators like you as well yeah it's just it, honestly it's just a matter of like i said before like running a node is really not difficult but 
when you think about running it for forever, <laughs> that, when you think about it, like this is part of my life now, um, and we're going to support Omniflex <laughs> forever. Then you look at it and say, okay, now how do I want to, how are we going to look at this and be able to architect this to be the most fault tolerant and um, redundant type of thing as possible? So we're never, um, we're never in a position where it's a high stress situation. Like we want to get to a position where, where um, we have a lot of fault tolerance. The one thing, the other thing that we do a lot of is we support um, very large RPC arrays. And so RPC is basically like when you have a wallet or when you have a DAP that's being used in your, it's querying something on a chain, um, things like that. Um, and it's returning data, you're pushing transactions. That's a, basically an RPC. It's just a node that's not a signing node. It's not a validator. It's just a, a node that listens and, and sends transactions out on a network. And so we run some very large arrays for another uh, very large NFT project within uh, the Cosmos ecosystem. We run, uh, well, we used to run nine, but now like six or seven nodes um, for Say, because we're familiar with Say. We run uh, nine global nodes there. They're all bare metal in three different continents. Um, they have geo routing and location and all this type of stuff. So we're trying to be able to make that as redundant as possible. Um, and I think one of the, the same type of thing is goes with validators. Uh, like we never want to be in a position where a user does not get a transaction through or cannot load an app application. And to do that at scale for um, for some of our RPC arrays get get 10 or 12 billion requests a month. Um, and to do that at, a, at that high level of rate um, and have zero downtime uh, is really just a matter of thinking long term around these projects and, and trying to be able to build as much redundancy as, as possible. And we've been pretty successful with that as well. And so we've just taken some of those learnings and we bring it back to the validator side, um, which are doing, frankly, a lot less work um, than these RPC arrays um, and just trying to find ways to, to you know, to build something that is that is uh, performant and redundant and reliable um, and low maintenance is kind of the, the overall goal of what we're trying to do. Performance is super important, by the way, especially in, um, I, I might personally believe, like when it comes to like NFTs, specifically in the creator side of things and like uh, having fun, like PFTs, like other kind of mm -hmm. like fun, style like nft utilities it's like so important to have performance um because yep. like my theory is like with financial products like you can have slightly worse performance and people will still use it if there's a financial gain to be had despite yep. like the degraded performance so like when it comes to like nfts having fun stories videos like they all need to be like performing extremely well because if they're not like you're just mm -hmm. losing users because they're not there to like make money where they can say, hey, I'll spend an extra 20 minutes on like getting this web page to work or getting this app to work because I'm going to make 5K from it, right? I'm going to make 500K if I've got a lot more money. Like mm -hmm. they're more, people like using NFTs, it's much more about the fun. And as soon, as soon as you have like worse performance, then uh, fun goes down and people don't use the product. So yeah, that's why it's really important to have high, performance on chains in my opinion specifically for nfts yeah and, and frankly um, i mean honestly it's a it's it's probably a bigger web three challenge than it is a web two challenge um because when you when you have uh, a chain like this and you have you know a block that's being created and transactions going in that block and then you have you know these are not like big you know graph ql well typically 
uh, the chain data uh, as it sits on chain is just a stack of transactions that are sitting on top of each other. So to be able to bring an NFT site forward and to really look, um, you know, at a history of what I own and, uh, you know, a bid structure associated with those and previous sales and all those types of stuff, that chain is the source of that. Um, but it is really, um, you really have to do a lot more work to take that data out of that chain and kind of build something that looks a little bit more like a database. Um, to be able to use those types of things. And so, uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm making transactions and I'm updating those types of things. So it's a really complex situation, honestly, in a Web3 world, because you, you're kind of paying for a bit of that immutability, if you will. Um, and so not anybody can just insert a database transaction, right? You know, like it, it, there's, a, there's a signing process that does that. But as I do that, how do I make sure that data gets updated and now in the UI, all that's updated? And so there's a there's it's pretty complex actually, I and mean, there's a lot of benefit obviously, but but um, it's not uh, it's not a slam dunk. There's there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes to to make like Omniflix as performant as it is, which is you know it's an extremely fast site. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Um, Tarek, do you have a quick question before we move on um, and get Sisler up to speak? Uh, I saw you raise your hand a couple of times, so yeah, please go ahead if you have it. Uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, so to close the idea. Uh, right now, mm -hmm. imagine you are a creator, right? And mm -hmm. you are uh, considering this option. Would you go for it as a creator that has no background on technology as you do? Imagine you don't know all this stuff. Would you go for it or you would rather not to? Uh, um, I would say that um, it wouldn't be for financial reasons. So I wouldn't look at it as, hey, this is a, this is a, um, a way that's you know, like it's going to like i wouldn't look at it from a financial perspective if you think it's worthwhile from a marketing okay. side or those types of things that is up to you um, i would definitely work with somebody and it, even if you don't doesn't mean you have to work with that person forever or that group forever but at least initially i would use a service or use somebody that you trust to be able to run those notes and somebody who really knows how to do key management so you're still in charge of the wallet that's associated to that validator and not and not giving that away, right? That that mnemonic is yours. Um, and then over time, you could find ways to be able to bring that in house as you guys build that skill set if you want to, et cetera, et cetera. So um, okay, I wouldn't I wouldn't look at it from a financial gain perspective. I would look at it more to say, okay, maybe it, and maybe maybe you know, honestly, for most, I would say across all this is not an Omniflex thing across most of the cosmos. If you have 150 validators, 120 of those are losing money right now um, in a specific chain. So if you say, hey, this is going to cost me $500 a month to do this, look at it from that perspective and say, what is the ROI on that? And what do I, why do I want to be able to do it? I think that's a smarter way of thinking about it um, because there's cost in terms of the infrastructure. There's cost in terms of the monitoring. There's cost in terms of like it just takes time and effort to be able to do it, which means like there's 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 costs associated to that. So so I would look at it from that perspective and then really think around, okay, what's what how do I want to um how do I want to be able to do this um for for the business and, and what's important to me, you know, why why is that important to me? Um and um and those types of things. That's all I would I would I would caution to do. Oh, okay, thank you very much for your perspective. And one quick last question. Uh about you the bet. game of notes. The yeah. end. What what's up with the end? Like so abrupt, so crazy. Like, do you guys know when it's gonna end, or is just a surprise? What's going on with that? Uh, we well, we usually I think from a very early 
episode we tried to rug each other um which is kind of a crypto thing <laughs> so we tried to rug each other going in so i think the first episode uh, we were kind of talking about what we were going to do and try to figure it out and the next thing we know somebody hit record and we we're on and we're like oh shit and then at the end we try to keep it to around 90 minutes so we're kind of everybody's kind of looking at the clock a little bit to see kind of where we are um and then Who usually closes somebody tr- somebody tries to make a really good point and that's when we rug them so <laughs> So usually when we usually get to the the right, somebody has like a really like something that's really going to solidify, uh, you know, the whole, the whole, uh, you know, really the, the, the whole um, uh, kind of structure around it. And, and then, you know, that's it. So, so yeah, anyway. Um, but who yeah, has the good, finger on the stuff. bottom? Is it Frey? The Frey or who? Uh, the Frey does. And um, actually the, all, all four of us can, we all can. It's just a matter of who's going to be the one. Usually, usually, honestly, it's null that hits the button. I think he just wants to be done. Um, oh. So yeah, but no, we have, we have a really good time. All right, thank you, man. You bet. Thank you. Tesla, uh, please. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, hey, Rhino. Uh, hey, Tesla. You know, very glad to have you here with us. You know, share all the yeah. insights and uh, you know, being able to like interact with the you know, Flix from, you know, rest of the Omniflix community, you know, feels great uh, while you're sharing details about, you know, validation, the technical part, the non-technical part, the advice to tardigrades. Uh, you know, <laughs> thank you, firstly. And uh, yes, like Game of uh, Nodes was when we first, like, had the conversation. But, like, we've known yeah, each so, right? other for yeah, an year and a half before that, I guess, you know. Is it really? Jeez, <laughs> it's been a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Been a been a been a long time, true. And uh, you know, I have one question, like which is the Flix Prop sixteen. I don't know Prop sixteen. <laughs> you know, usually is probably like a or or is probably like a bad omen across networks. I'm not sure, but uh-huh. you know, like there is this prop that that uh, proposed to increase the validator set by five, right? And mm, yeah, yeah, like uh, I did not want to share my thoughts until earlier, but you know, it resonated with uh, some of the details of what you just advised Tardigrade. So may I please know your thoughts or, you know, can the community know your thoughts? Yeah. You, you stole my question, Sisla. That, <laughs> that was going to be my question. Uh, kinda, <laughs> go ahead, Brian, please. I want to see if I voted no or abstain. I think I voted no. Let me go back and look. Number one, if anybody's watched, watched um, uh, yeah, I know I voted abstain. Um, which, which is really rare for me. Actually, I usually don't want to abstain on anything. I think, I think that was a, that was an Omniflex specific thing. <laughs> usually I would just vote no. Um, so I, you know, there's, and I, I, my, my comment in my abstain vote, you can see, I'd say decentralization theater. Um, and I do think that is probably the case. Uh, I think that expanding validator sets, um, beyond a certain amount when those percentages are less than 0.1% of say a signing structure is not really increasing any sort of thing associated with decentralization. Um, to, in my eyes, the decentralization is really where is, what's the number of validators that make into a Nakamoto coefficient, which is the number of validators that equate to 34%. How many validators need to be missing before the chain halt? And that number I think should be if you have 100 validators, it, I don't think everybody should be at one. That doesn't really make at 1%. I don't think that really makes sense because you really have no motivation there. So there has to be a curve 
Uh, but you want to kind of get, get that Nakamoto up into that, at least above 10 um, and get where you have at least, you know, maybe a, you know, a 10 or 12 type of validators that get to that Nakamoto structure. Um, and I think at, just adding validators, uh, what that does at the back end for people who don't know, um, those validators are voting. Um, the, the block is being handled around. There's a proposer of a block. It goes to a bunch of individuals, uh, a bunch of different nodes. Those nodes get signed. Uh, I'm sorry, those nodes sign those blocks. They come back um, and we, we package it up. We create it. We have the transaction and all that kind of stuff. So when you add more nodes in that, you do lower block times. Or are you, I'm sorry, you increase them, meaning like you do add more time um, that it takes to for for that block to be signed. And, and in these situations, it's not a big number, but say if you have a, a 5.7 second block, it goes to, you add five more, it goes to 5.8, something like that. Um, I'm, I'm generalizing in that structure, but for the most part, that's correct. That the more validators you have in the set, the, usually the longer that it takes to sign, and sometimes those block times can increase. But there's ways to get around that. You can lower timeouts, you can do other types of things, and that's where you get into chains like Evmos that, that uh, Liam was talking about, or you get into like something like Say uh, that has 300 millisecond block times. Um, that really, you know, getting beyond 36 validators is extremely difficult because um, the way that Tendermint works, it just takes more and more time. And so, um, so I vote usually no on these things. I think once you get to, even if we're not in the set, like, like I mean, we've been pushed out of osmosis three times <laughs> and tried to be able to stay in that set. And I, I would never say, hey, they need to add to 150 validators so we have a point. There, I have a set. There's really like I said, at that, at that point, we're not making any money with that. And there's no really financial incentive to be able to do that. So it's really a thing to say, I want to be in that set. It looks good for me to be in that set. I think that there is enough great projects that are starting within these within the Cosmos um, that there are other chains that are not even filled out in terms of their whole validator set that have very low type of structures to, to be able to buy into that if you want to be able to do that, go that route. I think if for, for people who want to get into this, into the uh, into the validation game, there's a lot of great chains that are starting that are looking for very um, capable and um, uh, attentive and um, uh, performant and engaged individuals who want to be able to get into those into those validator sets. And so when we get involved in new projects that come along, there's always new names in there. And that's great. I mean, you want to be able to have some of that. And whether those groups are involved in one or two years down the road, you know, we'll see kind of how that uh, that works out. Maybe people lose interest or, you know, they're losing money for two years and they have finally unbonded. That's just part of, I think, distributed POS. Um, but I think just adding, you know, adding spots into an existing chain, I think um, is a bit of, if it's, a, it's just kind of yelling decentralization into the wind. And it's really not doing anything associated to that um, in the grand scheme of things. It's much better to, to kind of work that work with delegators to distribute stake around and try to focus more on, on, on the Nakamoto and try to look at what the structure is of the existing validators that I think that has a lot more to do with centralization than adding five more validators at less than 0.4% total vote um, in a set. So anyway, that's, that's my viewpoint. This, I, you know, it's the, I think from a, from a project team perspective, like Omniflex, Omniflex is not going to want like they're not, they're not going to want to come out and say things like that um, because obviously they want to be able to support anybody who decides to put infrastructure towards their chain. Um, so they're in a tough position to be able to say things like that as an independent validator. You know what the hell I don't care. Um, so I think that's kind of our opinion on that. Um, 
and why we and here we voted abstain. I mean, honestly, I probably should change it to no, but but um, you know, if if that's what the if that's what the validators that wants, that's great. Um, so that's that's my viewpoint on that. My other my other point on this is like I think this is a I, I have such an issue with Cosmos SDK governance. I think I've said this a thousand times on Game of Notes. I, I I think the system is broken. Uh, validators should not be voting non-voting shares. Um, and because this type of conversation here and like these types of things, validators are not elected officials. They should not be elected officials. We're getting into this Web3 space to get away from elected officials. And really validators voting non-voting shares turns into that. And so I think this is better. Um, maybe as you guys move forward, maybe there's a DAO structure or something similar to that where you build specific DAOs. And this would be a, a good smaller group to make this decision on what the right Nakamoto is and how to be able to uh, attack it versus just a, uh, a you know SDK governance proposal on chain. But that's a totally different Twitter space to complain about that. But that's my, that's my viewpoint. I just want to add quickly before Cicela, you respond. Um, I also think it's not the validators' fault that they're elected officials either, right? Like we kind of nope. are in a situation where we have to vote um, a for the community, uh, for our brand, for like our own perception of like the perception of us for the community, and we also have to vote sometimes just to get proposals to pass. So it's kind of like a rock in a hard place, right? Where like we have to vote. We're responsible for voting. You know, we need to vote for the chain to operate, and we also need to represent our delegators. But yeah, if you take the stance that you take, Rhino, where it's like we shouldn't be doing that. Um, also understand that we need to do it right now, um, like just because it's needed. You know, just because of the way, like you say, the yeah. governance yeah. works and the cosmos chain. So yeah, no, I understand I exactly what you're saying. But yeah, I just yeah. wanted to like say to everyone in the space that. We kind of have to vote. It's not like we're all laughing and chuckling, like, ha, 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 we took your votes. We're voting with tokens that aren't ours. It's like we have to. So it's like a we tricky do. one. But yeah. We do. Yeah. Exactly, and the other yeah. thing, I think it's some, like, honestly, some, I think it's so um, prevalent, though, that some, like, we had delegators that have asked us to vote specific ways or those types of things, which is totally fine. And um, and we listen to those. And, you know, we have a kind of opinion on these types of things as they go forward. Uh, but I, some delegators let me know that they can vote. Like people don't really, even some some people, which I think is really a uh, the 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 problem with kind of the structure is that it looks so much forward towards that that I think some delegators don't even know they can vote. Um, but if you're stake, you can vote those shares, and they they will vote. It doesn't have to follow the delegate or the validate or anything else like that. Please, please do. I think the way that we get out of this, and Liam is right, we have to do it now. The way to get out of this is that you get more individual delegates voting. And the more individual delegates vote, the less importance of a validator vote is, and we get out of the situation. Um, so I think, you know, it, it goes both ways. I think as a as a delegate, uh, I think one thing that we do watch is that, like groups do watch like the amount of delegate votes versus the validator voting non-voting shares. And I think it's important to 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 vote, even if it's in line with the validator. Who cares? Just show that you're voting as well um, on things that are important to you. And if they're not important to you, ignore. Them. Um, I think that's totally fine. Like upgrades and things like that, you guys want to vote on, don't vote on. Um, but for other types of things, when it comes to community funds or um, or even increasing the validator set, or you know, we have things around registering new assets or things that are being used that really affect the chain, I, I encourage everyone to please make your vote known. And if you're staked on anyone, uh, please vote those shares. I mean, I should uh, definitely agree. Uh, seeing that as a team that also works with validators, 
uh, seeing that as a team that's uh, building an upchain. Uh, you know, my personal stance was that, you know, earlier there were, you know, some accusations of influencing the vote. So as mentioned, you know, I uh, shared my opinion a bit later, but at the same time, you know, those thoughts are like definitely resonate with us and, and, uh, you know, although we would love for infra, de like infra to be decentralized, you know, voting power to be decentralized, this is not the path in which we'd like to, you know, see this. Uh, but again, that's definitely a personal opinion and the community has been taking the decision with the vote ending on September 23rd. So if you are a, a Flix uh, delegator, if you've staked your Flix tokens, you know, definitely participate in the Flix Prop 16. Yeah. Yep. I yeah, I'd also say. Uh... Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Please. Come no, I, I didn't. I didn't know some of the drama behind it. So, <laughs> you could, so you can come on Game of Nodes and talk about it if you like. To, if you like to. It's a good outlet. Yeah, the curse of Prop Sixteen, maybe. Yeah. I know. Every, yeah, you should. Everyone. Yeah, exactly. Maybe should. Everybody should get away from Prop Sixteen numbers to skip it it's like the 13th floor in hotels you just go from 15 to 17 you just skip it completely that's funny yeah i mean like even with juno prop 16 we lost you know i'll say uh community members that were angry because of the way uh you know yeah. the validator voted on the prop so ultimately sure. you know yeah like we are i mean in some sense validation like teams that are validating have to vote and hence they vote but otherwise educating delegators to vote or maybe even some incentives for everyone to vote might not hurt yeah 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 i agree government i mean i mean honestly the other part of this is like some of this um is healthy uh because this is a a new way of thinking about some of these types of areas and and you have to go through some you have to go through some shit right to come out the other side and and have some lessons and some learnings and boy was prop 16 was a huge learning right for i think everyone involved and um then the juno prop 16 not the omniflex prop 16. and uh i think you know this is a stepping stone this is the first piece right i think this created some of the work that like the dow team is doing and and now i think juno's going to move to that structure and try to get away from cosmos sdk and we'll see if that works and how that gets structured that might have its own issues right um, I think the important piece is that is that you keep moving forward and you um, you don't everybody doesn't take the necessarily the the hard line approach on anything because I think you know uh, teams are trying to figure this out the community's trying to figure it out I think culture is trying to figure it out and um, you know it's just gonna it's gonna take time and and people will look you know ten years from now you look back and say what the heck are we doing with this and now we have a you know there's a there's a process that works for everyone. Um, and it's fair and it's equitable and it, you know, it, you know, it does everything we want it to do, but it's, uh, I think you can't create that in a vacuum, right? I think it has to be, it has to be proven, uh, based on time and use, like any sort of governance structure. And, um, and I'm, you know, confident that, that I think people's intentions are mostly in the right way. And I'm confident that, you know, we'll get there over time. I think also, by the way, like um, the governance structures we see in Cosmos now are pretty standardized across every chain, right? Like uh, the way that, you know, Cosmos SDK chains work is they have a 
governance module, I assume. I mean, I don't know the exact technicals uh, of it all, but the long story short is every chain has the same governance, like the same way it works, pretty much. I, I don't know if anyone's built custom governance yet, but um, I imagine over time, like every chain will have different democracies or different styles of democracy or governance uh, just suited to their product need or their business needs or design, right? Yeah. Like a real like DAO centric chain will have a lot of community voting and participation and governance structures. And then other chains that maybe want a more centralizing control or quicker voting or have like a board of directors, let's say, because it's a mm -hmm. Web2 business coming in, they'll have a completely different model as well. So I guess if we're really going to like push governance forward, we just need different chains to start experimenting with different governance models, right? Because at the moment, it's pretty uniform across Cosmos with the exception of like sub-DAOs being formed in some cases, but yep. generally so, the, the way governance works is, is exactly the same everywhere in Cosmos. Yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. Yeah, I don't think, I, you're right. Like not every form of governance or every governance structure will fit every chain. Because I mean, a lot of chains have like different purposes, right? Like a Juno or Evmos is kind of a platform um, for hopefully other to attract other projects to build that on and, and to be able to grow, which which and they, they're using marketing dollars. Um, Omniflex would be different than that. And, so would you know um, even uh, you know change like say or something similar that is also a platform like they had, they're going to have different governance types of needs. Um, so behind the scenes have been uh, one of the one of the really exciting uh, changes that's coming to to Tenderbin is the D DYDX, um, which is which is planning on kind of replatforming on Tenderbin side and and they're looking at that as well. And I've had, we've actually had a lot of nice good conversations behind the scenes because they have some kind of structure within their governance protocol. Uh, but now those are moving platforms are looking at like how do we do this uh, within the SDK module or do we look at something like a DAO DAO or you know, how do we use governators and other types of groups to be able to do that and they're being very planful around it right um, because they have their own needs in terms of of what should be centralized and what needs to be community driven um, or or however you want to call it like um, project driven or or community or whatever else and so I think you're right I think to hopefully get enough tools in the toolbox to that uh, chains can kind of or that um, that projects and and uh, and platforms can you know use what they need to do to be able to solve the right problems. I think that's exactly right. And you know what it is as well. It's not just like needs and tools. It's just different philosophies across chains, right? Like this is a real deep like philosophical question, like governance. Yeah. We don't have to go into like loads of detail today because I know we've been on space quite a while, but it's really a philosophy, isn't it? It's like a philosophical question. So. Uh, I think people will find that lots of different chains do it different in the long term, have different philosophies, different groups of people. And I think a lot of those philosophies are okay, even though they're different from one another. So yeah, don't want to get into it too much, but yeah, kind of excited to see that that kind of side of things develop. Yep. Yep. Agreed. All right. Um, so unless there's any other questions specifically for Rhino, should we go on to the engineering update with CISPA? Um, Rhino, obviously, huge shout out to you for coming on. You shared like a ton of insights, by the way. So thank you for that. And um, yeah, Sisler, if you've got anything you want to add before we move on, please go ahead. No, definitely. You know, it has been a pleasure uh, having you with us, Rhino. And, uh, you know, where can people get in touch with you on Twitter or Discord? Yeah, you bet. Uh, so our, our website's rhinostake.com. There's a link in there in the bottom. Uh, like Telegram, we have this Telegram group, we have a Discord channel, um, those types of things. Um, come watch Game of Nodes. Uh, you got, you need, really need to 
you can't just listen to one. You got to get a couple so you get a feeling of the, of the group at all. Uh, it's a great behind the scenes uh, type of look of a whole bunch of different things that we, that we get out about. It's things outside of crypto as well and, and just our lives. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. There's some really great people in there. I, I should have mentioned who else is on that. So it is the fray uh, from Needlecast, who's a Core One Juno member. Uh, now it's Null Names from King Notes, another great independent validator uh, based from Down Under. And uh, Schultze from Lavender Five. The four of us have been kind of uh, kind of core here for a while. Though we have a lot of guests on, like great guests like Sisla, um, a lot of other chain members, and and other project teams and things like that. So uh, encourage you. That's a great way to get a hold of us as well. Um, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity, guys, and and having us on. And great questions. And uh, yeah, stick with Rhino. Thanks. Definitely, I really enjoy the conversations there. Even if like that's when I actually sleep, so it's almost three thirty a.m. my time, or something <laughs> right. like that. And uh, even if we like don't, you know, even if you're not like speakers or talking there, just the chat, the engagement within the chat is like pretty fun. And we've had like great guys, you know, that had conversations right in the chat. You know, even separate conversations sure. while the banter is going on. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We have a, like we have like we have. A, I think the. You always get like great people in the chat as well. Like this shows up a lot and you have, you know, just a lot of founders that show up in there because I think we, it, I think our content sometimes geared towards more to projects um, and, and node ops and things like that. And so we had, we had a lot of great people involved that come out and, and stay on it and, uh, and basically shit talk us in the comments. So <laughs> it's always a good time. That's right. So, Liam, shall we move on to the engineering updates? Yeah, certainly. And uh, Rhino, obviously, I hope you stick around still to the end. Um, but yes, Isla, please uh, go ahead, share some of the updates you have for us this week. Definitely. You know, I'll keep it as short as possible because uh, we've been like continuing building, you know, certain things uh, that were already in progress. So, the first one being the Cosmos SDK version. You know, 45 is being migrated to version 47. So we are skipping the 46 version and directly moving to 47. And, uh, you know, yeah, that process is still ongoing. Uh, we aim for it to be tested most likely, you know, in the month of October. And uh, hopefully by, you know, end of the month or, you know, around that time, we should uh, see this take effect. So this is what... Uh, you know, is the major focus from a protocol standpoint. And uh, there has been work on the media node as well, the Omniflix media node. Uh, and uh, that will soon power uh, live streaming, uh, you know, for one event or more. And uh, work on that has been going on. Apart from that, uh, there have been updates to the Omniflix uh, TV app. You should see better rendering of uh, thumbnails and uh, some of the responsiveness updates that we've had for wider screens, not for mobile. Mobile has been optimized. You can access omniflix.tv on uh, Leap uh, browser, as well as on desktop and on like uh, wide screens right now, uh, properly rendered. So if that is from a, from an engineering standpoint, we've had, of course, growth in terms of, you know, we've had uh, 19x growth with respect to Omniflix TV. Since last uh, last week or last Wednesday, because that was almost 36 hours of launch or something like that, or 48, 
and uh, thanks to the Flix fanatics for uh, putting together a campaign uh, during the Flix uh, uh, during the space that we have in the studio space that we have on Fridays. And this is a good example of how a community can be in, better engaged with media uh, than say you know without uh, you know media. So. This is an interesting campaign, and due to that, like people went ahead and participated in other interactive videos as well. And we've taken suggestions from the community, or mostly analytics, uh, to be able to like better present the data, to be able to you know better make sure that uh, viewers are engaged. So yeah, this is an interesting campaign uh, for those uh, that uh, are interested as a creator, as a publisher, as someone that intends to utilize Omniflix TV. Check out the Flix Fanatics campaign on Omniflix.tv. And uh, yeah, the final update that uh, I have from my end is we are working on something extremely exciting for Cosmos. Uh, you should probably see that go live in the yeah in the next few days. And uh, this is primarily around uh, being able to get an ad, get an ad slot for your project or you know for your uh, yeah, community <laughs> right within the Cosmos live stream. How that will happen? The ads will be booked right within the Cosmos portal and it will be powered by Omniflix. So more details on that in a detailed thread when the actual announcement happens. <clears throat> but sorry, but for those of you that are here, yeah, Omniflix is powering the media buying experience for the Cosmos live stream as well. So yeah, those conclude my updates, Liam. Like I was, I tried to be as quick as possible. Yeah. You know, it's just that we've just had a really great discussion uh, in this space, I think, today. You know, speaking a lot about um, governance, validators, decentralization. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense to kind of keep the updates shorter. But with that said, like, there's still a lot of updates there, really. I know you kept them short, but you said 19x um, usage of Omniflex TV, right? So, I mean, I guess we just have to get 19x every week and then <laughs> give it like six weeks and we'll be doing amazing. That's what we'll be aiming for. But, uh, you know, definitely bringing on board more creators, communities. You know, Flix Fanatics right now is a parallel community to what, you know, Omniflix is. You know, they have built their own audience, you know, following uh, across multiple platforms, not just on Twitter, but on, you know, Zeely, of course, you know, on Discord and so on and so forth. So, that has been pretty interesting to watch and Omniflix TV, you know, has been in use by the fanatics for quite some time. So, you know, their uh, way of campaigns, the distribution of the information, you know, all of these uh, also matter. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't really think I have much more to add myself, but if anyone else has any thoughts, anything they want to discuss or sister, if you have anything else, often please go ahead. Yep, I'm all good from my end. Uh, yeah, we are very excited. Uh, for the experience that we are powering uh, for Cosmos this year. And uh, we hope it will demonstrate the power, or the potential of uh, what Omniflix is building, the tech behind it, and uh, the nature of ops around it, you know, better. And, uh, yeah, Cosmos, we are very excited for Cosmos. Uh, we will soon uh, announce the details of the side event, the Flix Fest 23 event. And this time it will not just be Omniflix, but uh, you'll also have protocols like, uh, yeah, protocols in the Cosmos ecosystem that will be 
you know powering the flix fest so we're very happy for that and uh, you know more details you'll soon and if you're attending cosmos and if you're a flix fam member you know community member duping one of uh, you know whoever you're talking to from the team and we should be able to you know get you uh, your passes as well for flix fest 23 I'm personally looking for the Cosmos first now. I think it's only, I mean, for me, it's only like 10, 11, 12 days or something until I'm traveling to, to Cosmos first. So um, hope to see some of you there. Um, yeah, just raise your hand, by the way, if you are attending. It'd be good to get a gauge if, if anyone listening is, is uh, attending Cosmos first. Also, Sisla, the ad space uh, thing you mentioned also seems quite interesting as well. It was, it was another thought, actually, of mine. Um, we've spoken about that a lot off, off, off of uh, air, so to speak. Like, just generally, like, how you can better, um, like, advertising space for creators. And um, it sounds like what you're doing with the ad space around uh, Cosmiverse or the stream, um, it, it sounds like that's, like, the first iteration of what we've discussed, right? yep that's right uh, more or less you know it'll uh, yeah it is a start uh, in the in the monetization aspect like specifically with respect to ads of course you know subscription as an nft you know those can still be worked on but uh, this is a bit different and yeah this is one step closer to being a full vertical stack media stack you know for whoever wants to use which are part of the media lego block yeah <coughs> amazing amazing stuff so um yeah super i'm really glad you came up as a speaker um i actually forgot about your segment altogether so that was my fault um no how are you doing today and hopefully you've got some good updates for us absolutely i do uh, welcome thank you thank you liam for uh, letting me come on stage and speak uh, welcome everyone to flix talk 86 uh now First of all, thank you, Sisla, for uh, your words of appreciation for Flix Fanatics. Uh, you know, this, this is definitely only possible because of all the support which our Flix fam, our community, gives us. And you know, behind the scenes, whatever me, Mani, Tanka, and Joseph, we, we you know, keep, on, keep on deciding to do. So I will quickly, of course, uh, go ahead with the subtow activities too, updates too. because we understand that it's already been one and a half hours and everyone probably wants to go ahead and start their day or probably enjoy the evening so well we are celebrating international nft day if you would have seen our twitter page we have posted uh congratulating everyone on the international nft day and uh, there has also been a post about how omniflix market is uh, contributing to the nft space with the multiple nfts multiple tokens multiple types of nfts we have and uh, how it's easy for anyone to participate come up with their own collection and uh, collect nfts in any token they have not just in cosmos but there is even a you know a tweet thread which shows you how it's very easy even to use any token you have even on your centralized exchange so it's cosmos i suppose you know the Even I'm a non-tech guy, but I suppose the way Cosmos is built, it's really very simple to uh, transfer tokens between chains and uh, do what you want to do. So that's that's something which Omniflix also utilizes uh, at best. And uh, 
Well, happy international NFT day. Make sure that whatever NFTs you're collecting today, you are tweeting about that, tagging Omniflix and Flix Fanatics and uh, letting others know about uh, the power of NFTs. So next update, I will quickly go ahead and mention that Zili, like uh, Sisla mentioned, we have our own community in, in Zili and thanks to them, we have been able to spread our word. And now this print only has 10 days left. The current sprint is going to end on 30th of September. So you still have time, but not a lot of days. Make sure if you haven't yet participated, come to Zili Omniflix channel and uh, try and do as many quests as possible. We are now have distributed 200, more than 200 FlixFam batches. This is something we started on the 1st of September, and this is going to have a lot of utilities. I'm going to start with some alphas every month end of the month, there will be some token rewards or NFT rewards for all the FlixFam batch owners. And there is no way you can buy these batches. The only way is to participate in the, in the activities or campaigns, which FlixFanatic does, whether it's a quiz on Saturdays or Sundays, whether it's uh, asking questions on our AMA on Monday, or you know, other activities like a Twitter contest we recently had, where we gave away 1,000 Flix tokens to the winner, and the top five tweets receive Flixman batch. And with that, of course, was not all we did. Uh, this Friday, last Friday, I mean, uh, we had an interactive uh, video and there was a secret phase which was mentioned. And more than 500 wallets participated in that. And each of them will be getting a proof of participation NFT from us. This will be happening in the next 24 hours. And now what was interesting was that this Friday, while people were on the space, I mentioned the secret phase and I said that, no, as soon as the space ends, I'm going to stop the video for a moment and we will see how many people, how many wallets have participated and those, everyone got a Flixman batch. And there were around about 124 wallets who were eligible. So this shows that no people were active. They are loving what they are doing. They, they were, it was easy for people to immediately go on Omniflix TV, even the next version, and uh, participate in the videos, interactive videos. And that is something, you know, as a, as a community subdoc, we love to see. Now, as I mentioned, there will be some alphas. So the next alpha is that Yield Moss is going to be our guest for coming Monday AMA. It will be hosted by our fanatic tanker. So make sure that Monday, 1400 hours, you be there on Discord. It's a text AMA. And if your question is selected by the guest, you will again be receiving some NFT rewards as well as Flixman Batch. More alphas. Tomorrow, there, are, there is a, a Twitter space by Inter Protocol. And there will be a lot of uh, projects there and a lot of uh, project founders there, including Sisla. Be there. All I'm going to say is uh, Flix Fanatics are also going to be doing something there. And uh, to, if by participating in that weird space, you would be eligible for some fungible as well as non-fungible tokens. So, you know, lots happening with, within the subdial, within the community. And uh, make you, you can probably check our marketplace and Omniflix TV and any questions, any suggestions, anything you want to share, we are available 24 hours a day and seven days a week on Twitter, Discord, Telegram, whatever you prefer. So these were the most of the updates I wanted to share. I wanted to make sure I let everyone know who's on the space. 
and thank everyone for all the support and love you're giving us. Thank you. Super, I've got a question for you quickly. Sure. Um, what's the website link for people? Like imagine you're like a, someone in the space or someone who listens to this and, and you don't know anything about Zeely or the Sprint. Like where do you go to get involved and how do you like to sign up? All right, so, uh, you know, you can, I, I suppose what I will do is I will going to tweet that and also mention it on our Discord and Telegram right now because I understand the link might not be available. Let's do this. Now, uh, Liam, you have, you have really mentioned a very important part, which for some reason might have been outlooked. So what I'm going to do is I will also make sure that I add that in the Flix Fanatics Twitter page under the, under the you know, bio. So anyone who would be there would be easily able to uh, go there on the OmniFlix network on the Zilli page and participate there. So I'll make sure whoever is here can in next five minutes, come on our Telegram, Discord or Telegram, oh sorry, Telegram, Discord or Twitter and they will make sure that they will find the page and they can participate there. Perfect, thank you. And uh, the second question, uh, Super, is if you're a Flix fanatic, right? And uh, you're hearing about all of this stuff, the Flix fan badges, you're hearing about like the badges for tweets, you know, the campaigns and there's winners, the sprint, also like the yield moss, uh, AMA, everything you mentioned basically. Imagine you're like a Flix fanatic on limited time. What's like the things you'd make sure you attend out of what you mentioned or what, what would you like get involved in? unlimited time if you have to choose like one or two okay so liam uh frankly this the reason that we started this month we were very uh you no know, easy going with uh, rewarding the batches going forward it's not going to be that much only the winners on the quiz only the winners of our uh Zili quest only the winners of our ama they will be getting those rewards i suppose the easiest would be to come on a monday ama and ask a question an interesting question because I'm not going to limit the batches there. If the guest selects one or if the guest selects five questions, each of them will be getting a reward aid with the Flixman batch every week in the every AMA. Or if you are probably, you know, like to have fun with the quiz, we even have that. But I suppose the AMA is the easiest way. You come, you ask an interesting question. And if your question is selected by the guest, now if it's relevant, I have seen most of them, they really love to select at least three to four questions. So that is very easy way of getting the batch. Otherwise, you have to earn it. That's how it's going to be because the rewards, I can assure you, will not stop. The plan is to reward the FlixFam batch owners every month. So every month they will be getting rewarded and it will only going to get better as the time goes. I can assure you that. So you heard it there first. Get down to the AMA. So that's on Monday, uh, Super, that's right. That's correct. Monday, 1400 hours on our Discord server. And the guest for this time is Yilmos and the host will be Tanka. Beautiful. So you get to learn and you get to, I don't want to say earn, but you definitely get a badge at the very least. So uh, that sounds like a win-win to me. Absolutely, yes. So these All were right. the updates I wanted to share. Uh, I'll hand over the stage back to you. Thank you. Thanks, Super, and I hope you're doing well. Uh, it sounds like you're always busy, so uh, keep up the good work, sir. And as for moving on, um, I haven't got any questions, but if there's anyone like listening who's a speaker or who wants to speak and has a question, please raise your hand. 
Um, so I'm just going to mute myself for a few seconds. And if anyone does have anything to add or what to share or say, please go ahead. All right, fantastic. So in that case, um, are we ready to end the space? Tesla, what do you reckon? For sure. I mean, I should thank Rhino once again for, uh, you know, uh, making sure he stayed out uh, during the entire space and, uh, yeah, uh, sharing all your insights that you have with the Flix fan. Anytime. Really enjoyed it. Thanks, guys, for having me, uh, make you having me uh, be a part of it. And uh, just a huge shout-out to everyone else who's participated, even just as a listener. So a huge shout-out to Shaitin, who's hosting the space through the Omniflix account. Sisla, thanks, as always, for coming on. Super, same to you, as always. Rhino, actually great chatting with you. Um, sounds like you have a lot of interesting thoughts around governance. Um, I'm like limited in capacity when it comes to political discussions that include Cosmos governance, but it's because I get like kind of like fatigued from discussion, but I really love the, the discussions that I do have. So hope to have more in the future with you. Anytime, man. Yeah, for sure. We've been pretty uh, vocal about it, but again, we're not, I'm not really pushing anything, just trying to uh, call out some of the challenges and you know again we're hopeful for the future and we know it's going to change so just a matter of not getting complacent with uh with a system that we don't think necessarily works for us yeah totally understand um and i just want to give a quick shout out to everyone else listening so sandy thanks for tuning in as always Dea, uh korean concepts to see you here all the time so big shout out to you farmer tangled hiroyo flips fanatics uh mr fox chris manny dizzle Henka, uh, John, so many people. I've missed a couple of you again, so I do apologize. But big shout out to all of you listening, even if I didn't name you specifically. Um, and we hope to see you at the next Flick Talk, or perhaps uh, I won't see you, but maybe you'll be seen on other OmniFlix community events. Um, back over to you, host, um, and feel free to end the space when you're ready. Uh, thank you, Liam. Thank you, Rhino and everyone who joined in to uh, share updates and to patiently hear all the uh, like hey, insights uh, you host Jatin, if you're speaking yes. we're not able to hear you unfortunately but uh, uh yeah, it's, it's clear on my side oh then it's just me <laughs> okay. it happens no worries yeah uh, no issues uh anyway Thank you so much, everyone, for joining and for patiently listening to this discussion. And um, please uh, participate uh, in all the sort of activities taking place by like in that being run by Fanatics. And if you want to build something or want to launch in your collection or an interactive video, or if you have any ideas that you want to take forward with us, do reach out to us. Uh, thank you for tuning in and uh, I wish you a great day ahead. and like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism, 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 where it's
It's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want inevitably kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web 3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up the bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community, uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose. Sticking with my armory, Yam, Beto, and Bruce. Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth. Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam. Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no. We started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, The shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit coin Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.